Now, uh, for the rest of our uh, service here today, uh, I'm just kind of going to see where it goes. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's, what I, here's what I mean by that. Uh, uh, first service, I, I didn't get to preach my message. And so I still have it. I'm ready. I don't want you to think I goofed off all week and I didn't, I didn't come prepared. I am. Uh, but we ended up going a different direction. And, and, uh, and so I, I just want what the Spirit of God wants. And, and so it didn't, it didn't, I don't think I'm going to do the part four <laughs> until maybe next week of the series that we're in. All right? Everybody okay? We'll just, uh, we'll just have fun today. And I think it's fun seeing God touch people's bodies. I think it's fun seeing people healed, and uh, and I believe He wants to do so many amazing things in in people's lives, and uh, and sometimes it's just necessary that we acknowledge Him continually. Uh, 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 it's one thing for us to, you know, kind of know the right things in our head, and we know how to respond, we know what to say, we know when to say Amen, and when to say oh me and uh, but but when things get real inside of you when 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 god reveals himself and he's he's not a religious figurehead anymore he's he's god almighty who who loves us who gave himself for us uh then it's a it's a whole new game i i remember years ago uh not too many years ago maybe 5 i don't know something like that uh maybe less it was some number of years ago. <laughs> uh, I had done something um, to my shoulder, and and I have I was I, I was you know the in, in the gym you have that pull down thing with the little bar and you go like this and you go uh, 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 and it builds your triceps like that. See. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I was doing something like that, and I felt something move, or something went wrong in my shoulder, and it was like, oh, that's not good, and and so it it really hurt, uh, and and after that, when I would go into go into the gym, and I would uh, get lay on the bench, bench press, you know, for those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could hardly lift the bar, you know, because something was go was goofy in there, and I could hardly lift the bar. I'm like, oh, that's not good. And so, you know, I mean, how we do, if you're a believer, you start believing God, right? You immediately, you immediately say, absolutely not. I'm not having this, and I'm not going to put up with this, and, and uh, Jesus has done better for me. And so I, of course, I... I did that. I mean, just almost, I almost, without even thinking of anything else, I'm hitting things in Jesus' name. <laughs> and uh, it's just like, absolutely not. I resist. And, and, uh, and uh, I don't know if you've ever had, had it where something didn't change immediately, though. So I've had things change immediately and when they didn't. And uh, that's when you find out what you're made of, right? And, and so, and it, it, it hurt for, you know, a while and I would uh, go to the gym, and I, I'd get there and go, <laughs> you know, I could hardly lift the bar, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and so uh, as I'm speaking the word, and and you know, the Lord will reveal things to you if you stay on the right path. 
meaning you're seeking him, you're standing on his word, you also listen. You also listen to what he would say to you and what you might need to focus on. And uh, anyway, three things came to my heart that, that, that I should say. Three things came to my heart that I should say. And so I did that. And it didn't happen instantaneously, uh, but it did happen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, but I would, I, I, would, I would just conclude, well, you know, healed people, if they want to go to the gym, they go. And so that's me, so I'm going. One, I'm not changing laying on the couch because of a pain or limitation. That's how sick people act, or in this case, injured people, whatever. And, and so I just began to say, I be, began to think about it, and there, here's, here were the three things. Number one was I said, uh, I said, Father, you are God. You are almighty God, and there is nothing too difficult for you. And I would think about that. I would ponder it. He is mighty. He is strong. He is able. He is capable, right? He is able to do these things. You are almighty God, and there is nothing too difficult for you. And so, and then I would go to, you know, and sometimes I'd think about that for a while, but then I, it would shrink down, and I would say this on the way to the gym, which was only a mile away. So it didn't take long. Um, you, uh, secondly, I would say, and, and you are my father who loves me. And I see I'm familiar with many verses like some of you are. What manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God? First John 3. And, and I would say that, Father, not only are you almighty, all-powerful, all-capable, nothing too difficult for you, but you like me. <laughs> and you, more than that, you love me. You are my Father. You think about a father, natural father or mother and their children, they would do anything for them, anything to help them, anything to relieve their pain. So I'm stirring myself up. You are almighty God and you love me. And not only that, by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. And so I took it the next step. Not only are you, not only do you, you've already done this for me. Jesus was already on the cross with a pain in his shoulder. Right? All the curse was put on him. Physical, was put on him and I'd say, I would say, and so by Jesus' stripes, thank you, Lord, I was healed. In other words, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to get it. I'm not trying to get you to do it. I believe you already did it. So I would say those three things, and then I would follow that up with, so I'm going to go work out, and everything's going to be fine. And smile as I said it. So I'm going to just go, I'm gonna go ahead and go work out, and everything's going to be fine. Amen. Amen. Say what happened. Healed. Well, it wasn't instant in that case. Wish it had been, but it wasn't instant. But all of a sudden, when I got that, it just the, the the healing sped right up, and and before you know it, there's nothing, and you know, not a hinge of it, not a tint of it, even today, uh, all these years later. Amen. Okay, he wants to, he wants to work in people's bodies, he wants to help us in all areas of life. But sometimes we need to be involved in the equation. Amen. What's our involvement? He did the work. We do the believing. And we do the saying. You can't, you can't say God is God. God is almighty God. And he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And then we say the opposite of his promise. That does not work. We have to say what he said. He said it. We find the word. And then we say it. We agree with him. 
See, one of the things we learn to do in life as believers is we learn what to agree with and what to disagree with. All right? Always find yourself siding with, agreeing with the Word of God, the promise of God, and say that again and again and again, and don't side with what you see and feel. Are we supposed to take sides? Absolutely. Side with the Lord every time. In defiance of physical circumstances. In defiance of financial lack, say the Lord is my provider. In defiance of physical problems, say the Lord is my healer. In, de in defiance of dark days and depression and sadness and gloom and despair, say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. Amen. See, we agree with Him. We're getting on the same page. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, we're often tempted to go the other direction and say what we feel and say what we see and just say what we say the experience. And sometimes those experiences are good and sometimes those experiences are bad. And if we're just led around by the flesh, we end up saying all kinds of things that we see. But listen, that's the way the world operates. If you're a believer, then you're a believer. You're not an unbeliever. <laughs> Who ever heard of an unbelieving believer? So, well, I just don't have much faith. Well, sure you do. It, sure you do. If you've already accepted Jesus as your Savior, you're full of faith. How in the world did you get saved? You believed, and it produced eternal life in you. Amen. So let's stop questioning our ability to receive and start focusing on His, His, you know, His ability to get it to us. Focus on His promise, on His Word. Amen. We'll see these things manifest more and more and more in our lives. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord is good. Praise God. Did you get healed? Did you get healed? What, what happened? What, what did you get healed of? She, she says fibromyalgia and, and some kind of syndrome and Sjogren and uh, back problems. And, 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 and what happened right now? Now you're, it's all gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? That's so wonderful. Isn't that so good? Amen. God bless you. Your new, she says, my new life is starting today. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> she said, I just can't stop. I just can't not say anything. I'm going to read a verse I can think on that in a second. Amen. That's so good. You know, even Wednesday night we had a service. This service wasn't planned to be a healing service. Uh, really, well, Wednesday we did one on purpose. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, we had, um, well, in the, you know, our Bible school, we have a, we have a class after service where we debrief, we heard some, and I don't know if the person is in this service that had that, but someone who's been, uh, uh, deaf or deaf or, or since they were five. Now, I don't know if I think it was fully deaf, but she, she testified and she's not 20. Uh, uh is that person in here by the, by any chance? Oh, wait, right back there. All right, you can see her. She's a real person, and uh, but she had what? And she could hear me say that. Yeah, see. <laughs> and there were lots of things happened, but 
She testified of having the problem since you were five, right? Just nod if I'm telling it right. And then, and, uh, and she had, she was in our, she's in the Bible school and had trouble hearing, especially the male teachers, right? Yeah, okay, she's still nodding. Make sure I'm telling the story right. And, uh, and just frequencies, I, ma- I imagine that's, uh, and, and just got her ear, ear, ear opened up and, and now can hear. Praise God. Isn't that good? Someone said, I, I don't know about all that stuff. Well, you can talk to two people at least here today. See if it, did we set this up in advance? Did we? <laughs> the Lord is good. Amen, amen. And so uh, why, don't you, why don't you just do this? This, this, is the, this is the verse that the Lord gave me in the first service. And so I'll read it to you too and see if we do anything else today. <laughs> uh, it's Psalm 107. Psalm 107. If you're looking for the next part of our series next week, I'll plan to do that like I plan to do it today. Uh, Psalm 107. Amen. By the way, uh, I know lots of people have already testified through lifting up your hands and so forth about God touching your body. Uh, that doesn't mean the, the atmosphere changed. It's the presence is of, of, the, of the Lord who heals is still here. And so at any moment, at any time, uh, there can be situations where all of a sudden you, you check and boom, something changed in a, min, in a minute or in a second. Just like that, it changed. Just like that, it's gone. Just like that, something, something was altered in your body. Amen. And when you do, you know, act on it, move it, bend it, do whatever you need to do, and, uh, and, and, and give the Lord praise. Here's what the Scripture said, Psalm 107, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Say it out loud. Say, He is good. good. Say, He is good to me. me. Amen. It's one thing to just mentally assent to the fact that God's a good God. It's another thing to say it. It's another thing to believe it and believe that He's good to us right here, right now. What does that mean? If, if If things in your life are not good, it's not His fault. If things in your life are not going well, don't, uh, don't think that the Lord is behind it in some way. That God has given you pro- problems. He's given you trouble. No, counteract that thought. Counteract the bad experiences. We've all had them, right? Counteract that and say, but, but Lord, I believe that you are good. Even though this is going wrong, I don't, think, I don't believe that's of you. I don't believe that problem is of your design, of your plan. I believe that you are good to me. You're good to my family. You're good to to me in all areas of life. Amen. Don't just think it. Express it. Express it. Lift your voice. Say, you are good to me. If you're alone, say it loud. Amen. Why? Why say it loud? I don't know. Why did the Lord invent shouting? In the world, it seems like people only shout when, you know, maybe when their team wins. Uh, but the other times, it's often it's just when they're angry or something's wrong. Then they shout. Ah! It's always mean. and ah. No, the Lord invented shouting. And he, you read through the scriptures how people would praise him with a loud voice. So does it have to be loud? I don't know. Try it. It's a God idea. I don't mean all the time it's loud. Think about who's around you, but... Sometimes be loud, he's good, or he is good. 
I don't know. It does something for me when I say it like that. It moves me more. And that's what we're talking about moving. I'm not talking about moving the Lord, changing Him, trying to get Him to be different. He is who He is. He said, I'm the Lord who changes not. Jesus, Hebrews says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So all this that we do, we're not trying to get God to change. We're trying to get us to change and acknowledge his unchanging love, his unchanging promise, his commitment to be faithful to his promise in our lives. When I get on the same page with him, I'm laughing. Say it out loud again. Say, the Lord is good. He's good to me. He's good to me now. Hallelujah. And his mercy, what does it say? For his mercy endures forever. You and I have not exhausted his mercy. Say, I think I've used all of it up. (laughs) No, you haven't. No. He is so merciful beyond our comprehension mercy. You know, we might be merciful towards each other for a while, and then it's like, okay, you've had your chance. (laughs) And we're ready to switch over to judgment, right? (laughs) Uh, His mercy endures forever. So believe that about him. Believe it about, so I've messed up. Sure, welcome to the club, but his mercy endures forever. I don't mean take advantage of it or, or, or act like it's just no, no thing. Treat it with great respect and great thanks and say, I need your mercy again, Lord. And I thank you that it endures forever. Verse 2. Verse 2, it reads, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And, and, so, and so there's a couple things to this, a couple parts. The first one is he's talking about the redeemed. All right. So I guess I would ask you the question, is that you? Have you been redeemed? Now, maybe you're new here and you say, I don't even know what that means, being redeemed. Sure, I mean, you know what that means. You think about it in the natural sense. It's not just a spiritual word. It means to buy back. Basically, when, we, when a Christian says, I've been redeemed, we're saying, Jesus purchased my redemption or my salvation, my forgiveness, my eternal life with his very own blood. It's Jesus, he went to the cross, he died in our place, and by his blood, he purchased us or redeemed us from death and destruction. Right? I know this is the psalm, this happened before Jesus did that, but for us, we have a whole new revelation of redeemed. Okay? We are the redeemed. You should know that you're you're the redeemed. Know that you're saved. Know that he purchased you. Amen. Amen. So he has rightful ownership in your life. Yeah? One of the things we, we benefit from greatly in life is the fact that he did the work and we get the benefit. You know, like how we're, in, we're told in, in, the, in the New Testament, New Covenant Scriptures say, um, say that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You say, well, wouldn't being a conqueror be enough? Why are we more than conqueror? Well, it's simply because Jesus is the conqueror, and we are more than a conqueror, right? I heard this years ago, uh, many years ago, and it always stuck with me, the, the, the illustration of the boxer, right? Boxer gets, uh, uh, you know, goes through heavy, heavy training, takes a lot 
uh, when I was in high school, uh, my, my brother fought in a little boxing smoker, and, uh, and they did these three rounds of one minute. One minute, if I'm remembering correctly. They were really short. And by the th- end of the third round, these guys were going, oh. They were so tired, so exhausted. You think about these guys doing 12 rounds. That takes some serious fitness, some endurance, and so forth. They work hard. I know because I saw Rocky. One, two, three, you know, 12, 13, 14. I know boxers work hard. Uh, And then they go and they, they fight and have that grueling up to 12 rounds of fighting. And, man, that is brutal. And uh, they're getting pummeled, and, and, and even in the winter, even the winter usually, you know, unless they knock them out in the first round, they're getting pretty messed up too, right? And, and sometimes they go the whole deal, and then it's a, uh, you know, they, not a knockout, but it's a decision. And finally, they raise the arm of one of the boxers there, declared the champion. Um, they won the, their money. They got the they, payday is there. They knock, you know, they beat the other guy up. <laughs> And uh, they get their payday, they get their check for all their hard work, and it's such an amazing reward. You would call that boxer a conqueror, right? He's a conqueror. And then he's walking towards the end of the edge of the ring. There his wife is sitting there on the front row, and she runs up there and grabs that check <laughs> and puts that in her purse. <laughs> and how many know what she is? She's more than a conqueror. Yeah. She is more than him. <laughs> That's the same way it works in Christ. He went to the cross. I didn't go to the cross. He bore the sin of the world. I didn't do that. He defeated the devil. I didn't defeat the devil. I didn't overcome sin, death, hell, and the grave. And, and uh, No, he did that for me. And basically, I walked up and said, Thank you. And that's what we did. That's salvation. That's eternal life. All of his work was accredited to our account, and we are more than conquerors. And by the way, he wanted it to be that way. He knew what he was doing. So absolutely reach in and grab the check. He wants you to take it, take full advantage of everything he's done. Praise God. But it's important that we recognize who we are, what we have, what he's done for us, so that we can uh, overcome in this life. And uh, did I read verse 2 yet? I did. Let the redeemed, so that's the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Say so. Say so. Why would you even say that? That we should say so. Because sometimes you have the redeemed not saying so. They are the redeemed. Healing back here? Amen. Thought someone else was shouting out about a healing. What sometimes the redeemed are not saying so, and that lie there lies the problem when believers are silent, when they are quiet. Again, a lot of bad things happen in the world, and everyone shouts about it. You know what? Everyone proclaims it. If there were if there were some real bad news or something a disaster or something happened this morning in our country or in the world, I mean, no, everyone would be talking about it. We talk about bad things, and uh, I think that's a strategy of the enemy to get God's people repeating 
And I'm not saying I wouldn't talk about it if there was an earthquake or something like that. We would discuss those things. But it could be a strategy of the enemy to get negative events in our mouth and leave out the positive. The, re- the non-redeemed are saying so all day long. Proud of their sin. Proud of their debauchery. Proud of all kinds of evil things that are going on. And they proclaim it. And then a person gets saved and zip. Often hardly tell anyone. It's like we're embarrassed. It's like I want to keep this a secret. I don't want anyone to know I'm one of these Jesus freaks or something. And that's what's wrong. Did, did you look up that verse for me? This is, uh, uh, again, same verse, 107.2. Um, well, I want that other translation first. Yeah. New Living reads, Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Oh, you guys are fast back there. Tell others, He has redeemed you from your enemies. Has the Lord redeemed you? Do what? Do what? Speak out. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't stay silent. Speak out. And I tell you, the enemy will work night and day to get you and I to be quiet about the good things that are happening. Amen. Way to speak out. The Lord Lord will work against us through intimidation, through persecution, through someone calling you all kinds of names in our day and age, you know, you'll be called all kinds of things for saying Jesus loves you. You know, well, what, are you not accepting of my ways? You know, called everything. He'll try to intimidate us to keep us quiet. Magnify the bad news. Shh, about the good news. Because if the good news is not proclaimed, if it's not spoken out, no one can hear it. And if they can't hear it, they can't believe it. If they can't believe it, they can't receive it. And it keeps people in bondage all day long, and people will miss heaven because we were intimidated, and we wouldn't say, we wouldn't say anything. Amen. Now, you, got, you guys got that other translation, too, for me? See how fast you are. Uh-oh, come on now. No, okay. All right, here we go. This is a TPT, Passion Translation. Same verse, verse verse 2. So go ahead. Let everyone know it. Tell the world how he broke through and delivered you from the power of darkness and has gathered us together from all over the world. He has set us free to be his very own. Do you like that? that is, oh, that's so good. So go ahead. Let everyone know about it. Tell the world how you broke through. And this is God's intention. He, he, listen, He healed me because He loves me. He saved you, forgave you because He loves you. And you could tell that story a thousand times. However, His intention is that it would domino. Knock the one down because that one's going to hit another one, that one's going to hit another one, and that one's going to hit another one. We don't want anyone in the middle of this saying, not me, I'm the domino. See that? Can you visualize that? Not me, I'm not going down. And we stop the flow, the continuation of God's love and mercy and power flowing through people. It must be continued. Don't be the log jam. 
Amen. We need to speak up and speak out. Thank you, Lord. You know, over in, uh, in, in the book of Acts, there was a guy over there named uh, Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. Cornelius wasn't, wasn't saved. He was still spiritually dead. But he had a desire for God. And how many know sometimes people, there are people that want to be saved, and the reason they're not is not because they don't want to, it's because they don't know how to. They don't know what to do. That's not just in their day. Listen, this surrounds us in our valley today. There are people with hearts for God that don't know what to do to be saved. Sometimes they're very religious people. This guy was. Okay, he was sincere. He was Cornelius. You read about it, Acts 10. He gave to the poor. He gave a lot and he prayed a lot. And one day, an angel showed up. It got heaven's attention. Was he saved? No. But he didn't know the way of salvation. But he still prayed. And he gave. He was generous. And the Lord said, Angel, giddy up on down there to Cornelius' house. And, and, show, and he, this angel shows up to him. How cool is that? And the angel told him, he said, Cornelius, your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial before God. You've gotten, you've gotten God's attention. That's amazing how you can give and pray. And heaven goes, whoop. And the angel showed up. But you know what didn't happen? Is the angel didn't tell him about Jesus. Here he is, an angel. I mean, what the angel did, he said, hey, listen, I'm going to send you over to talk to Peter. How many would be thinking like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Angel, but like, since you're already here and stuff, you could save me a trip. You know, Peter, you know, I... He might mess it up. But, if, you know, if it's coming straight from an angel, there's not going to be any doctrinal error in any of this. It's going to be nice and clean. Why don't you just share? Do you know why he didn't? It's because that's not God's plan. The Lord did not design that angels would preach the gospel or that God would just do it direct. He designed that you... And you, and you would go into all the world and preach the gospel. Watch. He designed that the redeemed of the Lord would say so. The angels aren't redeemed of the Lord. They don't need to be redeemed. But they're not the redeemed of the Lord. So they can't say so. You have to say so. I have to say so. The person who has the testimony. The person who's been healed. The person who had the prayer answered. The person who experienced God. The person who was saved, who had their life turned around. They're the ones that are required to speak up. And if they don't speak up, then Cornelius misses heaven. But he sought after God. I believe this is still true today. If someone has a sincere heart to seek after God and know his ways and know his truth, uh, the Lord will send someone to them. Here's the deal, though. Who's he going to send? So he's going to send Peter. <laughs> No, Peter's been gone a while. He's sending you and me. That's the way it works. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. Someone is seeking after God. They don't know what to do. They're crying out for help. They lack knowledge. They lack revelation. And the Spirit of God is setting up divine connections between you and them. He is setting up. He's arranging relationships. But what happens when those things happen is a believer, a redeemed one, 
has to speak up and say something. You heard, you've heard that in the, uh, uh, in the airport, right? If you see something, say something. They're looking for bad people, of course. Terrorists and so forth. How about you? Have you seen anything? Have you seen the Lord? Has the Lord done a work in your life? Is there anything you could identify and say, well, he helped me here. And maybe you have a mega story. Boom. Use it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you feel like my story is a little mini story. It's a testimony of God's work in your life. If you've been saved, that is a mega story, whether you realize it or not. If you've been forgiven of sins, that's a big thing. Amen. And so what, what we're looking for is someone to say what they've seen. That's what the, the Apostle John said, First John. He said, that which we have seen with our eyes, that which we have handled, uh, the word of life. He, he said, these things is what we're testifying to you about. What happens too often, though, is someone sees something, meaning, I'm talking about a revelation, an experience with God. He helped you, saved you, healed you, answered your prayer, but they don't continue on and say something, and they keep it inward. The world is not going to shut up. And it's time the church doesn't shut up either. It's time to not be silent. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so Cornelius went over to Peter's house, and you know what Peter did? Well, Peter shared the gospel with him. The guy got saved, and his family got saved, and, and uh, it was a wonderful day. Wonderful day. How God set up that divine appointment and connection for them to get together. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I believe this, that the Spirit of God today, this is a special day. This is a unique day, and, and, uh, and I didn't even want to, I don't even want to do this. I want to preach my message. Uh, There must be something timely in this. There must be something that the Spirit of God is doing in people's lives right now. And there are some, there are some lives hanging in the balance. Where if we don't get this, we're missing an opportunity. We're missing an open door. We're missing something that the Lord wants to do to save someone, to minister, to help someone. And so right now, I want you to recognize the holiness, the, the spiritual emphasis on the moment. And even look inside and say, okay, is it by chance that I'm here? Is it What's going on here? And ask, Lord, is there something you want to do in me? You want to do through me? Is there something I need to uh, make an adjustment in? Is, is there a person I need to talk to? Is there someone in the family? Is there someone at work? Is there a friend? And maybe their life is hanging in the balance right now. Maybe there's a whole movement that will be sparked as a result of boom, 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 boom. People recognizing I'm the redeemed. Where am I saying so? Where am I speaking up? I don't mean everyone's called to be a pastor. Most people are not. But that doesn't mean the Spirit of God isn't calling people and leading them to have an eternal significance in their life. Some it's in the business world and some it's in different contexts that you have. But there's a spiritual element. God wants to use you where you are. Some of those people will never walk in here in the, in, uh, currently. Some will. Great. Some are not going to come in here. But you're going to go there. So I don't know what to say. Just tell them what the Lord did for you. 
So I don't know if he did anything. Stop. <laughs> Seriously. Stop and sit back and start thinking about it. Get your paper out. Say, Lord, remind me. Because I'm telling you, we forget about some of the things he's done for us. Unless it's a mega thing where I was dead and I was raised back to life or something. Can't hard to forget that. But we forget about some of the things he's done. And we need to stir them up, give him thanks for them, and then look for that opportunity to say so. And watch the Lord use it. He'll use you, your story, your life, your victory, and someone else will be changed. Amen, amen. Father, I thank you for working in our hearts.